everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Scouting Spotlight podcast on the World Football Index. I'm your host, Austin Miller, joined, as always, in a bit by Tom Robinson. But we also have another special guest on this week's edition of the show. Simon Edwards joins us from Medellin, Colombia. Today we'll be breaking down one of the most promising talents in Colombia in junior. They bought on Kia's Luis Diaz. Simon, it's great to have you back on the show. You're always welcome. We always love talking about Colombian youngsters with you. How you been? Yeah, good. Good. Thanks. Yeah, just uh, all good here in Colombia. And uh, thanks for the invitation. It's one of my favorite podcasts. So it's good to it's good to jump on board. Simon, can we get the if he was Luis Zinho and played for Flamengo, he'd be worth 35 million euros. Can we get that out of the way quick here? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, it's not, not a knock on Brazilians. I'm a big fan of the Brazilian talent. I just think there's a bit of if you look outside, some particularly in Colombia, there's a lot of good value. And I think Luis Diaz demonstrates that fact. All right. Good to know, Simon. Tom, good to be with you as always. How you been, mate? Footy tonight? Yeah, a little bit of a kick around just to, to blow away the cobwebs and a solid win, even though I can't really take much credit for it. I was just the uh, the Eddie Zenteno at the back of the, of the, of the park, just uh, making the tackles and, and letting the uh, more talented people you know the, the Luis Diaz's of of this team, um, yeah, do do the work. So yeah, all good and uh, obviously great to be joined by Simon and really looking forward to the uh, insight he can provide on uh, on Diaz. Diaz is a really interesting player. He just has gotten into the the national team picture with Colombia. He's been quite successful with uh, Junior down there in Colombia. Linked most recently with Cardiff City. So if there's any Cardiff City fans listening, you might find this of interest. He's also been linked with some other bigger clubs in South America. Was very close to a move to River Plate recently. Um, Flamengo have been linked because, of course, he's a talented South American. So Flamengo will obviously be linked. But could be on the move this summer. Could be on the move within the next couple of weeks, in fact. So we'll break him down here as a player. uh, Talk you through some of his strengths and weaknesses. And also maybe make some predictions as to where we see Diaz fitting in. But Simon, I'll bring you in to kind of walk us through the background. Um, So often with South American players, we focus in on the talent as we rightfully should. And there's a lot of that there for Diaz. But this is a guy who has a really interesting story in and of itself. He's from a region that doesn't produce a lot of high quality footballers. He has a background that doesn't necessarily translate to footballing success in Colombia. So why don't you talk us through some of that as kind of an introduction to Diaz as the person more than, more than just the player. Yeah, so he's from a region of Colombia up in the, up in the north on the Caribbean coast uh, called La Guajira. Uh, and he's nicknamed, he's known as uh, Waju, which is uh, an indigenous community, an indigenous tribe here in Colombia. Uh, it's a region of the country that is quite dry, suffers droughts. It's also been uh, quite underdeveloped uh, in terms of infrastructure and support from the government. So it's a region that's had some difficulties, uh, has a rich culture with all the different indigenous groups up in the up in La Guajira. And uh, Luis Diaz is, is Waju background. He's kind of downplayed a little bit. He's, he's happy to represent the, the community, but he doesn't necessarily represent all of the cultural aspects. Uh, he's a little bit removed from that, but comes from a very small town, a hundred kilometers away uh, from, from the nearest major settlement. Uh, and he's, uh, you know, come through that region. It's a region where very few footballers come from. In Colombia, there's the Pacific region uh, and La Guajira, which are kind of underdeveloped from the government in a lot of ways. The Pacific is a predominantly African region. Uh, La Guajira is a predominantly indigenous region. And these are the two regions of Colombia where there's, you know, child poverty, there's children starving to death, literally. And, and Luis Diaz is a real symbol and a, a real positive, uh, per, you know, a story that's emerged from that region. And people are very, 
very, very happy to see him doing well and representing the, those communities. And Simon, it was pretty interesting how he was discovered as a player too. I, I believe Valderrama is involved, yes? Yes, absolutely. So obviously um, being a, a rural area, an area with a low density of population, uh, there are some obviously some centres and it's not too far away from, from some towns, but it's not a place where teams go looking for talent. Um, he was actually playing for the indigenous uh, community of Colombia in a tournament, an international tournament. So he was representing the Colombian indi in, uh, indigenous communities in a tournament. And Valderrama was one of them helping out on the coaching staff uh, for the side. He put in a recommendation to Junior. Um, Junior were interested, but in the end, he ended up playing for Barranquilla initially, which is a, a team affiliated uh, with Junior in the same city, a, a second division side. Did well, and uh, within a couple of years, he'd moved on to sign for Junior and, uh, and has done, done pretty well there so far. Tom, it really is a, a fascinating backstory. It's, it's not often we can go that into detail on the backstory of these players. Sometimes information can you know, be hard to come by. But it's fascinating, and, and Tom Diaz is, is quite the player in and of himself, too. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, yeah, as Simon mentioned, it's good to see that representation from around Colombia, which is probably more diverse than a lot of people give it credit for. Um, and it's great to see him representing, uh, you know, an area that doesn't get a lot of a lot of interest. I'd, uh, just to go off topic very briefly, I'd say that for anyone who's interested in seeing a bit more of Wayu culture and um, and uh, yeah, a, a bit about the, that part of the country, then they should check out a film called Pacaros del uh, de Verano, which uh, translates as well, Birds of Passage is the, the English language title. A really, really good film there of kind of about the origins of the Colombian drug trade, um, but through this, you know, lesser seen uh, YU uh, background. So there's a lot of, you know, the, the local dialects and stuff there as well. So it, it feels like YU and uh, the La Guajira is, is kind of getting getting back on the map a bit. And, and Diaz has been a really important part of that. I think, I think it's probably safe to say that he was, I think, arguably one of the best young players and, and perhaps even one of the best players in in the Colombian league in, in 2018 he obviously i think it was 13 league goals in uh, 38 uh, appearances uh, a runners up uh, in the sudamericana as well so a really really impressive year from him his definitely his sort of big breakout year and he's he's kept that form going and you know a goal on uh, on uh, for, for Colombia the other night is just showing that he's he's on the rise and if uh, if Cardiff can, can get him snapped up then they, they might have an absolute bargain uh, on their hands. And Simon, that goal for Colombia that he scored was kind of emblematic of, of what we can see Diaz do as a player. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with the goal, he was trying to beat a couple of men and he's you know very confident at doing that. He stood a couple of players up, found himself in a bit of a dead end, lost possession, quickly won it back, and then under pressure, cut inside and, and bent one into the far corner. He is a player who likes to take risks. He's incredibly elegant on the ball. Um, but uh, he's very tall, very lean. But he's, he's fairly strong. He he's, uh, uses his physicality quite well with the pace and the elegance he has. But he's very, very confident, very willing to take on players. Uh, stands up two or three players and he'll drop a couple of step overs. Real smooth running style on the ball. Um, he's a player who has a, an excellent first touch. It's one of those first touches where you can just tell he's not he's not thinking about getting the ball down. He's thinking about his next two or three steps, which really helps him. He's a player who can cut inside. One of the key things that have, have taken him from an interesting player to a to a really important player for junior is his ability to cut inside and, and get a shot out of 
out of nowhere. And that's really increased his goal statistics. He was a player who had really nice movement and really nice you know, touches. And you can see he was a real player, but he wasn't producing much end product. Again, 2018 is where that all changed, getting far more assists, scoring a lot of goals, a good variety of goals, some from long distance, some from running beyond the, uh, the centre forward. He, he often plays on the left, but can play anywhere behind a striker or if you would you need him to as a, a number nine. Uh, as I say, fairly tall, decent in the air as well, scored a few headers. Not strong in the air physically, but he's got a good leap and he's got good height. So he's a really, really interesting player. Very, very elegant, skillful, direct. Really does tick a lot of the boxes. You know, there's a, there's a bit of a rawness to him, but he's really developed uh, his positional sense as well in the in the last year or so. So there's so many interesting ingredients there. Uh, a really interesting player to watch. Simon, you've talked about the, you know, his versatility a bit there in terms of, you know, typically a left-sided player who, who's right-footed, likes to cut in um, into the middle of the pitch. And I saw that he, he, he'd he been given the number 10 shirt as well, which suggests that, yeah, he can play that more play, more central playmaking role. But do you see him more as sort of a winger in a, in a 4-4-2 or more in the wide forward mould in, a, in a maybe a 4-3-3? Like, what, 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 what would you say his best position is? So for Colombia, he actually played in a 4-4-2 on the left-hand side and he really did put in a good shift tracking back and, and doing his defensive work. But I think to get the best out of him, ideally you'd play him as a left-sided winger. It may be a 4-2-3-1, you know, somewhere behind the striker, somewhere he can drift because he, he can beat on the defender on the outside. What you really want is him standing up the defender, playing inside, quick one-two, and then maybe pulling a shot off or dragging a pass. He's the kind of player who really makes things happen. And I think while some uh, creative attacking midfielders like that central uh, role to have everything around them, I think uh, with Diaz, you, you want him coming in from wide positions so that he can kind of maybe pull the players that way, force, uh, force some movement in the defence, drag some some players around, and, and as you say, cut inside and get those shots off. Uh, that's really where he's made a big step up in his development, um, getting those shots off from distance. Uh, and he also is very effective at getting in behind the number nine. So I think anywhere in the second row of forwards is, is probably his best best position. It gives him a variety of, of options and his, his versatility can really then show. And Tom, with the, the links to Cardiff City uh, in the Premier League or maybe in the Championship as it may be next year, how do you see his game translating to uh, the European style and maybe even more particularly the, the British style of play? Um, I think so often one of the primary concerns of fans is, oh, it's so much more physical. And that is to an extent true, but let's be clear. It's not like Diaz hasn't been kicked in South America because that happens too. So how do you kind of see that translating for him? Exactly. There's always, um, rather than particularly the physical nature of the game, I think it's more just the intensity that, that can catch a few players cold. But uh, Diaz has been playing at a really high level. The fact he's getting into the national team and, and playing well for them suggests that he can make the step up. Obviously, Cardiff is uh, a side that plays a, a very typically British style, if, uh, if I'm trying to be kind there. Um, but I think that's the sort of level of club that would be a great first move for him. You know, we've seen players like um, Ischiello going at Brighton, even Richarlison going in, in at Watford. And while Cardiff might feel like a, a slight rung below these clubs, I think if you're looking at a sort of a lower half Premier League club or even potentially a, you know, an upwardly mobile championship club as a first move just to kind of 
give him a chance where he's going to play regularly, then I think it could be a really good move. And certainly Cardiff for the type of side that are, are absolutely crying out for some creativity and and a bit of firepower on the, on the flanks. So I think I think it would be a good fit. It, it surprised me a little bit to see that the more that Cardiff had sort of picked him out as a, as a potential. Uh, I was quite impressed with the fact that they were the ones who were, who were looking to to make the move. And, and if they can get him for the, the fee that's quoted, then I think they could easily turn profit on him, you know, double their money in, in a few years' time. So rather than him go to a, a perhaps a bigger club and, and fail to get the game time, I think it might be a smart move to, to go somewhere where he's, he's immediately going to be the, the, the go-to guy for, for goals, creativity, assists. And, and as Simon said, I think he's the type of player that is really going to get fans off their seat. He's got great balance. He's got a really good change of acceleration and he can kind of stop the ball really quickly and shift it and then move inside. And I, th- yeah, I think um, England certainly, you know, once he's maybe bulked out a little bit, could um, could be a really good move if, if someone's willing to take a punt on him this early. Simon, obviously the difficulty into going into a club like Cardiff, a club that is in the bottom half of a league, uh, you know, we obviously at this point don't know where they would be next year, if they would be a championship side, if they would be a Premier League side, is the leash often isn't particularly long, especially for a South American player who at times we've seen South American players have trouble fitting in culturally initially. So it would be imperative that if Diaz were to go to a club like that, that he fits in right away and that he can make a mark to kind of win the trust of, of the manager and of the fans. Is this the type of move that you think Diaz would be able to make? Or would you, if you were advising him, maybe try to push him somewhere else? No, you know, obviously I think the, the way Cardiff play it is, you know, it's not overly complicated, let's say. <laughs> we're all tiptoeing around um, describing Cardiff. Uh, it's not overly complicated. I think Diaz, one of his key strengths is, you know, we've spoken before about the likes of Sebastian Villa, who's a very good direct winger, gets to the byline, puts it in, has a few more strings for his bow, but that's kind of the principal qualities he has. Diaz can do that, but I think his his creativity, the, the, the way he likes to play within a, is more effective in a reduced space, I would say, than someone uh, who's a conventional out-and-out winger. So I think as you say, if Cardiff City are looking to to spark something, and I think he has the personality as well. Uh, he came into the Colombian national team and he was, if you looked at it, you'd think he was the most experienced player. His confidence is, is sky high. He plays the intricate things, looks for the little one-twos. Um, but then even when there's reduced space, as I say, he's getting these shots off is so important to his game and is, has been revolutionary. So he can play on the counter. He can play if against a deeper defence. He'll look for the little one-two around the corner and getting the shot off. So I think he has a lot of strings to his bow. And I think this variety of, of, of skill set that he has, the fact that he can pick a pass and, and be decisive or he can go on the outside or he can run beyond the striker or he can pull off a strut from the edge of the box, um, play some sharp one-twos, I, take some risks as well. I think all of these things mean that he'll be able to offer you something. If, if you're in a game and you need a goal or you need something, some players are a bit one-dimensional. Okay, well, we'll get it to the wing and it'll just run down the run down the side and maybe stick in the box. But I think Diaz has a lot of different different uh, qualities. The physicality as well is there in terms of his pace and his athleticism, not only over a short couple of yards, but he, he can do that 40, 50-yard, one, uh, one cuadrado, you know, darting, diving one. So I think it's a, a slightly strange move. 
but I do think it's the kind of move that, that would suit him. He, he needs to be somewhere important. He's really grown into the, his role at junior. He stepped straight into the Colombia national team and, and Hammers says he was incredibly impressed and he was, he was for big things, for grandes cosas uh, with, with Colombia. So he's really made a, a, a big stamp to get in that Copa America squad with his performance when he was kind of an outside bet a couple of weeks ago. So the personality's there, the quality's there, and, and just his elegance reminded me, and just don't say this too loud, of, of Ronaldinho, the way that he just kills the ball, throws a few stepovers, and always looks very balanced, very in control, uh, even up against a couple of defenders. So he's going to be a joy wherever he ends up, and he's really uh, a nice player to watch. I think I'll be the first one to quickly pour a bit of water on those Ronaldinho <laughs> comparisons uh, a fairly unique player um, but no certainly I'm, I'm a big fan as well and I think when we're talking about personality you know Junior was a, a, a club with a lot of big personalities as well you know Diego Gutierrez, Jalan Barrera, a lot of creative guys in there you know trying to trying to be the center of attention and for Luis Diaz to to come in and outshine them all, I think says uh, says a lot for how he can mix it with the big boys. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's a shame that he his move to River didn't uh, pan out because I think that might have been a more obvious stepping stone uh, to move to maybe one of the the more visible clubs in in South America. Um, but it's a shame they yeah they weren't willing to to fork out the I think it was about eight million euros that. Um, junior were originally after and um, I think they offered five million and he would have been a perfect uh, replacement for Pitti Martinez and then he would have been a good sort of counterpart to Sebastian Mija across the uh, across the city over uh, over at Boca and, and another thing I quickly wanted to ask Simon as well is what do you I mean obviously Colombia have a lot of good wide options coming through and and already there where do you see Diaz kind of carving out a niche of his own? Like what makes him different to, to the other players, apart from what you've said already? Yeah, I think um, on that left wing, uh, there's, I mean, on the right-hand side, there's Cuadrado and there's Villa, I would say, are the two options who are quite similar. On the left-hand side, they, they're reluctant to play Hammers there. It depends on the system, but at times it's necessary, but they, they would rather have Hammers in the middle. Uh, Quintero's out injured, which which is a shame, but in the short term, that does open up another spot. Edwin Cardona is out of fashion a little bit, picking up a bit of form in, in Mexico. Uh, Muriel can play on the left-hand side, but generally seen more as a, a second striker. Isqueido as well, although I think Diaz offers a bit more creativity and a bit more of a, of a mixed uh, set of skills to Isqueido. Isqueido's a good player, but he hasn't taken hold of that position on the left hand side for Colombia. He's he's uh, you know he's he's in the squad and he's in around the squad. But there's a lot more excitement about Luis Diaz. I think part of it again is is his background. I'm very very happy to see that region represented. But I also think that he does have some unique skills. Takes these risks. Has these this great technique. And uh, I think he's a bit more complete than someone like Escaído uh, at the moment. So. With Colombia looking for a bit more creativity, I think Diaz offers the creativity uh, of someone like Quintero, but then has that direct pace and and, and uh, you know more direct head heading towards goal of someone uh, like uh, like Villa or like Cuadrado. So he's really exciting a lot of Colombian fans at the moment, um, and it's be very interesting to see where he ends up next. And Tom, if this proposed move to Cardiff 
does fall through. It's a, it's a transfer link in March, which if we did learn anything doing this podcast, it's that transfer links in March can look a lot different come May and June. What other move could you see Diaz making? Do you think uh, a, a trip somewhere else in South America? I know you already mentioned the, the proposed river move earlier. Do you think that could work? Or, or where do you kind of see his career going from here? I think now that he's getting national team caps, I, I think he might have already sort of missed the boat in terms of just hopping across to another South American team. And, and Europe seems like the obvious destination. There's a lot of hype about him. He seems ready. He's not, he's young, but he's not super young. He's got enough experience under his belt. So yeah, I, I would see him going to, um, yeah, like I said, probably a, a lower league premier, uh, premier league club, um, in that bracket, like traditionally someone like a Watford, I, I could, I could see him being kind of a Richarlison type player in that respect. You know, someone who's got, a bit about him he's not just one thing as Simon said he's not just one dimensional um and then you know make a profit on him but then you could easily see him go to you know um sort of an, an upper mid-tier Spanish or, or Italian side or even I, I know there's been talks about maybe going in at um a club like Bruges or you know maybe one of the top dogs in in Holland or or Portugal so yeah I think he's he's at that perfect level where he's achievable in terms of not just going to be accessible to the richest clubs in Europe. Um, he, he's definitely someone who would be a big money signing for a lot of mid to mid to smaller teams within Europe. Um, but I think he's got all those attributes that could make him a success in any league. He's not one of these guys who you go think straight away. Okay, yeah, that's a really nice passing midfielder who needs to be in Spain or Italy or something. Or it's not just a really pacey, direct physical player who, who you think would be tailor-made for the Premier League. Um, I think he could fit in lots of places. You know, you could easily see him at Cardiff as you could somewhere like Sevilla or, or Sampdoria. You, you never know these kind of clubs that we often <laughs> throw out there. Um, but yeah, it's at this stage, it's, it's going to be interesting. And I feel like now that he's getting national team appearances and, and scoring goals, then there, there could be something of a bidding war and, and Cardiff might um, sort of curse the fact that they didn't get this deal done sooner, perhaps. We'll see. And I think the interesting thing too, Tom, is at the price tag that we've seen, I believe 7 million euros was listed. You mentioned the river price earlier. That's the price that the right club can come in. You can have Diaz for a couple of years, and he's absolutely the type of player whose value could skyrocket, could double, could even triple. Even You can see a scenario where that could quadruple within the next kind of two to four years, depending on what happens with the national team and where his play goes. So it'd be a really smart investment for a club who could buy this player, get a lot out of him, and then turn a profit down the line. He's only 22. There's a lot to go. So I think that's kind of a really interesting point here is, as you said, at that price tag, there's a lot of clubs that can be involved and they can all have a lot of success here and, and can turn a profit down the line. Well, we thank Simon for joining us on the show once again. Simon, before we let you go, do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you on social media? Yeah, so on Twitter at Simon Edwards SAF for other Colombian content and some Colombian players as well to, to maybe maybe one day make the step up to the Scouting Spotlight podcast. It's a high honor, isn't it, to, to get on the Scouting Spotlight podcast? You, you think that there's footballers all around South America, Tom. Have we been around long enough that they're just hoping for that chance to be on the Spotlight pod? Oh, yeah, it's, it's probably up there maybe just below a Copa Libertadores title, but it's it's getting to be one of the talked about things. Um, and, you know, it's 
if anything today has shown that it's not just not just footballers but uh, films as well so who knows maybe we'll be rivaling the oscars soon enough as well yeah sure we'll go with that thanks as always to you the listeners for listening uh, be sure to follow the world football index on social media for all the latest from us all that's left for me to say is once again thanks for listening and goodbye